This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Hi, I'm Latoya Edwards, and welcome to Mommy Jamie's Night. This is going to be a great place to just relax and chat with other moms. So I hope you have on your comfy jammies, you've got your snacks, whatever you want to drink, and don't forget your box of tissue as we get ready for a time of fellowship and encouragement. I can't wait for you to meet my friends. I just know that you will be blessed by their stories and what they have to share. All right, welcome to Mommy Jammies Night, and I'm so excited because with me today is Shirley Solis. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Lasoya. Hi, everyone. And I got to uh, meet and know Shirley at the beginning of this year um, as part of her launch team for her building um, character and children um, course, and it was great. And I have to tell you that she is so funny, and she's very real, and everything that she says is just very practical and very useful, and I love that. I was sharing on my Facebook page last week, I think it was, that um, my four, five-year-old um, had learned to wash the dishes, um, and it was all, you know, I followed the steps and the things that Shirley had shared with us, and it was a very exciting day because he was excited and proud, and, you know, the kitchen was clean, and, and I got to have kind of 20 minutes to just rest um, and relax, and, you know, it's awesome. And so I know that you guys are just going to be blessed by what Shirley has to say, um, and be sure to scroll up on the page because Shirley comes bearing gifts. Um, she's got some free parenting videos and a special discount um, for her book, Not for Tacos, which is great. Lots of yummy, yummy recipes, so you don't want to miss out on that. And if at any time you have any questions for Shirley, there is a box. Um, it's, a, it's a gray box where you can submit your question there anonymously or leave them in the chat room because I'll be hanging out there and I'll grab them for you. And I guess that's it. Go ahead, Shirley. All right. Well, um, I don't want to make this too formal because I am very much a – I can be very formal when I have to, but I'm also very relaxed. And, and so because of the title of this particular gathering, Mommy Jamie's Night, like I'm literally sitting down with um, my Tweety Bird pants. They're flannel. I just love these. They're like 13 years old. And then I have a flannel uh, shirt, and it doesn't match but it looks great. Like, I love them, you know. It doesn't match, but they look great. So the reason why I'm super excited is because in these type of situations, I get to be very transparent. Like, I get to share my heart and my life with you. My life is pretty much an open book, and I think it's been more so in the last four years because I've realized the the importance and the and how being genuine and transparent and being vulnerable is a very good place to be. It's much better than wearing a mask. It's much better than hiding who we are or pretending to be someone because even if others don't know who, even if to others, even if we can impress others who we're not, the truth is we're, we're lying to ourselves. And, and I feel like in the last four years, I've learned to be very, very transparent. I've, been, I've learned to be very raw, very real. And I'm an external processor on top of that. So when I think, I think out loud. I may not always agree with myself, <laughs> but it's just part of the way I think. And and I like just showing that. I like to show that, you know, I'm not always right. I'm not I'm not always perfect. I make mistakes. And then I do a lot of things right, too. But it all goes along with who I am. And I like being true to myself. I just think I've – and the more that I do that, the more I realize – you know, and I get to meet who I am. It's almost like, wow, Shirley, I've 
been in your body for 38 years and you're a pretty cool person and I like you a lot, you know. <laughs> and so um, when I'm real, I know I'm real and, and I'm enjoying getting to know myself, you know, in that in that place. So I'm excited to get to know you even though, yeah, we're, we may be miles and miles of, you know, hundreds or thousands of miles apart in, in sharing. I still want you to feel or think that I – that I'm your friend, okay, because if at any moment we do meet and at any convention or an event that I host or just even in the mall and you recognize me and you say, hey, this is Shirley, like you'll come up to me and even though I didn't see your face during this conversation and you'll just say, I was at the mommy dramas and I like, I'll talk to you as if I would have, if I would have seen your face. So just you know, my my house, my love, my heart is open to you and anything that, any questions you have, anything that I can help you with ever. Oh, goodness. My AC just went off. I have my door open because I'm with the, um, <laughs> I have the, the cell phone on because I call from my house number because it wouldn't let me dial to an instant seminar number. So I'm calling from my cell phone and pretty good reception. It's raining outside, so I can't be walking around. So... I'm kind of with the door open. It's a pretty interesting sight, actually. doesn't look anything professional. <laughs> so anyway, let's keep going. Um, so, again, I want you to feel free. I'm going to give you my email, and uh, I want you to write it down. And So I'm also available on, on Facebook. Like, you can find me. I think it's facebook.com forward slash the Shirley Solis. Because there were other Shirley Solises. Can you believe that? So I just have to put the T-H-E before my name. And it's like, I am the Shirley Solis. And the same thing for Twitter. You can find me there. Um, you can I'm pretty much like if you I have many, you know, several websites. So you you can contact me if you really if you really want to. But and my email is Shirley at Shirley Solis dot com. Okay. And for those of you that don't know me, I'd just like to tell you a little bit about me. I'm just going to take a couple of minutes to tell you who I am, what I do, where I came from, and so forth. I am a native Ecuadorian, migrated to the U.S. when I was nine years old with my mom and my little brother. Basically grew up in the U.S., South Florida, as a, as an immigrant, and became a U.S. citizen. I'm really proud to be Hispanic, and I'm really proud to be a U.S. citizen as well. And I just feel like I've gotten the best of both worlds, honestly. And uh, at the age of 18, I met who was to be my husband, Gus, and we've been married for 20 years. Uh, we have six children, ages nine, almost 19 to four. I have, we have four boys and two girls, and we've been homeschooling for about 14 years. And there may be moms in this call who are homeschooling and others who may not be, but obviously that's not a prerequisite to being a mommy jammies night. So because if you're a mommy, you fit in, and if you got jammies, you're in. So we... Basically, more got into the homeschooling community and just being involved as a speaker and so forth. When Gus and I bought a company by the name of Lifetime Books and Gifts that we still own, and we cater to the homeschooling community with lots of amazing resources for for parents and for the children who homeschool. Then I realized, like I've just always had a passion for marketing, for business, for teaching, and and just really encouraging other other women, other families. And so I've, I started to speak about nine years ago. And, and just in the last four years, I just pretty much took off in where now I am a major speaker at different homeschooling conventions around the country. And it's been an amazing opportunity and it's definitely one that I do not take for granted. I always appreciate not just to be able to speak 
on a platform, but also the opportunity that that provides me to speak one-on-one with every single person that I meet after the conference or after the speaking engagement. And and honestly, there's so many people that I've made friends with after that whose names I remember, whose stories are dear to my heart and who um, I've been able to lend like a shoulder for someone to cry on afterwards and or just even I have a story where I actually ended up dancing in the bathroom with a girl at a at a convention last year and just, that was pretty neat. I, true story. Like we, she just it, it was um she was just needing a little bit of help in an area and I worked with her through that and then to celebrate we just went to dance in the bathroom and so we did we danced for about ten minutes no kidding like real life blast music with my iPad and people just kept laughing as they were walking in and maybe you want those people and you should have joined us because. Dancing in the bathroom is definitely something everybody should have in their bucket list. So, anyway, that when Natoya asked me to, like, what do you want to talk about? I thought, you know what? Something that's pretty dear to my heart and that I could share in in about twenty to twenty five minutes because I don't want to keep you for us. Isabel, I'm on the phone, love. <laughs> um, I don't want to keep you for an hour and or an hour and a half. I want to basically, you know share what I have to say in about 20 minutes or so, and then open it up for questions, for feedback, or anything that you have in your heart. And and I realized that for this particular talk, it's not so much the length of as much as the intensity and the depth of what I'm going to share with you, because it is pretty powerful. Isabella, over there, baby. Okay, now my daughter is wanting to use the paper dispenser and shredder, so... So this, this is what mommy nice, jammy nice to see. We invited my mom, my invited me over to your house, and we wouldn't have interruptions with kids. But anyway, <laughs> life isn't happening for me these last few days, and um, this is what it's all about. I mean, this is why I wrote this talk, and it's it's called "Why You Were Told Being Super is a Myth and Why They Lied to You." So it's why you were told being a super mom is a myth and why they lied to you, right? So here's all of these books that I've been looking at. And all of these books basically say, hey, you're not a super mom, mom is a myth. You shouldn't, um, you know, you shouldn't strive to be a super mom. That's, like, not something that, that you want to do. And you know what I've been thinking about that? I've been thinking about that for the last two, for the last maybe two to three years. And even last year, I, I launched a new talk that, had to do with when being a super mom comes at the expense of the super kids. And when I thought about that, for this particular session, I thought, you know, all these moms have been told that they weren't super moms, that they, that that is a myth. And, and I started thinking about how that had hurt each one of us. You know, how, not right, like indirectly, of course, it's not like they mean to hurt us. It's just that that is the belief system that people have. And and so we do everything out of our belief system, right? So if they've told us we're not super mom, I'm going to tell you how that hurts you. Well, I'm not super mom. I shouldn't even try to do that because it's a myth. Well, here's what happens. There's a conflict in in our in our soul, in our heart, in our mind, in our bodies, in our in our spirit. And the conflict is this: I'm doing super mom work, yet I'm not getting credit for super mom. I'm doing super mom work, but I'm not getting credit for it. And before I get into why you are really doing super mom work, I mean, I almost don't even have to go into it, but I will for the sake of those that don't believe me. 
But the truth is there, that creates a conflict because our bodies feel like they are operating on overdrive. Our minds feel like they're operating on overdrive and we just keep going and doing and, and bypassing, you know, and having breakthroughs and, and conquering and achieving and, and doing some more and having less sleep and yet there's no credit to our name that says you really are a super mom. You really are an amazing woman who is an amazing mom doing amazing things. And so when you're doing all this work and you're not getting credit for it and everybody says, no, super mom is a myth, you're like, wow, that sucks because I'm doing all this work and I, and, and, and I'm nothing, you know, and I'm nothing. And yes, I'm a mom and someone says that, you know, being a mom is a great thing, but gosh, being a mom is, it is a great thing, but why not a super mom? I mean, Super is just, it's superlative. It's like it just brings things out. Like it's its out of the ordinary. And I think every single woman on this call tonight is definitely in that kind of a league. If you ask me, every single woman that is a mother is in that super mom stage because I haven't met a woman who is a mom who isn't a super mom. And even those who make wrong choices and do things wrong, gosh, Everything it takes to bring a child to this world makes us super mom because it's supernatural. Like, I don't, I mean, if we just think about the process of delivering a baby, delivering a baby, 10 centimeters, okay? Like, you have to dilate to 10 centimeters. That is pretty amazing. Like, that's not normal. That's pretty supernatural. Like, yes, I know it's what happens and it's the body, but when you think about the miracle that has to happen, and even if you had a C-section, gosh, you're still pretty amazing. Okay, so you had a C-section. You're, somebody cut open your belly, took this baby out, cut it, you know, closed it, and you had to heal from that. Wow. You carried a baby inside your belly for nine months. That's supernatural. This little cell just began to duplicate inside your body and continue to grow and continue to grow and you continue to feed it. And even inside your belly, it wasn't just like a physical growth. You were loving this being inside of you. And as you love this being, this being came to be because of you. And there was a part of you that when you're giving birth, like you die for a second in order to deliver that baby. And, you know, just when you're like, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this. I mean, there's no going back. If you've had more than one baby, you know there's no going back. The first time, okay, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. That was me. You know, I was wearing makeup for my first child when I was giving birth. I was like, yeah, I can do this. Oh, my gosh, child number two. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. There was no way back, you know, I did it or I did it. And so with that in mind, I just want you to think how supernatural that is. And I just want to carry that. I mean, if I just say, well, I'm Shirley, but if I think I'm super Shirley, that just makes me feel a lot better about who I am. And I'm not making that up. That's part of who I am. I am super. I am super amazing mom, super amazing wife. I'm super amazing businesswoman. I am super amazing woman, period. But you are, you know, super mom is like a big deal. It's a big function out of everything that I do. 
And with everything that I've had to sacrifice to not be able to wear that or to add that to my function as a mom, it is like somebody's cheating me. I want to be able to say I am a super mom. And so here is something that I want to say. Being a super mom, I want to define that because even though I've mentioned the aspects of what makes you a super mom, yes, dilating to 10 centimeters and, and yes, you know, uh, giving birth and the fact that this child grew inside of you and that in itself is a miracle. But even those those things do not define what a super mom is. Let me ask you a question. You know when Superman, like you've seen the movie, there's Superman and, and Superman comes from this planet and he just falls on Earth and was he Superman at age three or was he Superman at age 15 or was he Superman at age 25? Yeah, so he was called Superman when he was older. But the truth is he always had Superman powers. So even when he didn't do Superman things, he was still Superman because he had those powers. He had the ability to do those things. Well, Jesus is the same thing. Like, was Jesus Jesus, the Son of God, when he was one? Was he Jesus, the Son of God, when he was 12? Was he Jesus, the Son of God, when he was 33? And did he only, you know, was he only able to do miracles when he was 30? Um, well, you know, I'm pretty sure that he could have done miracles when he was 12 if he would have wanted to because being who he was was not dependent on the age or necessarily on the function. It was determined on, or his works, it was determined on who he was. You know what I mean? Like it was part of his identity. And so I want to say, and I'm, this is my own personal opinion and you can go with it or not, but I can assure you it's going to, it's just going to catapult you forward if you think this way because it has helped me a lot. But changing my belief system to understanding that I am a super mom has helped me to really embrace everything that I am in that function of being a mom. Because I understood being a super mom didn't have to do with all of the things that I did or didn't do. Because the truth is, yes, I do a lot of things, right? But I've also made a lot of mistakes as a mom, right? And so sometimes we think that, you know, and the people that say that being a super mom is a myth, it's almost like, well, you know, you can't make mistakes if you're a super mom. Like, like saying that you're not a super mom allows you to then make mistakes because maybe a super mom should make mistakes. Well, that's not true at all because then part of being a super mom is being vulnerable and being real and making mistakes and failing, quote unquote, but just really just there are lessons you learn and you move on. So it isn't based on the things you do or don't do. To me, it's just who you are. We are super moms. And and just that whole idea of giving birth, which we all have to go through, already makes us super moms. And, you know, one day, I never, I never necessarily thought that I was a bad mom. But I, it was like maybe three years ago that, um, and I did used to have a lot of guilt when my, when my boys were younger, like, you know, maybe 15 years ago, I just do so many things wrong. And I was, you know, so angry all the time and so frustrated. And life was very, very difficult. Um, or at least 
not maybe maybe today is just as difficult. I just handle it easier. <laughs> but but it, I just handled things differently back then, and it was it was very emotionally exhausting. And so I remember, you know, after I finally got through all of that period of life, and, and I just got a little better and had better coping skills, and was able to deal with being a mom. I, I didn't have a lot of guilt, you know, and so I was doing pretty good for a lot of years. And I had gotten to the point where I didn't, I didn't put guilt. I like guilt really didn't face me. I didn't do any self condemnation. But God is so good that one day I remember I was, um, I was kneeling. I was on my knees at a particular church, and I, I had this girl come behind me. Like I'm, she started whispering on me ear. Like she hugged me. And then as I was kneeling and she came to me and she whispered on my ear and she said, God wants you to know he thinks you're a great mom. And I, I looked at her and I said, well, thank you. And I don't know why God wanted me to know that because I didn't feel like a bad mom. But it was like, oh, okay, well, that's nice. But I didn't realize how important that affirmation was from him. You know, for him to tell me, hey, you are an amazing mom. Like, you're a great mom. And I believe that. And so he already knew what was going to happen in my life because I think it was like a month later. Something actually did happen in my relationship with my children and and, and just something that happened between us in where I could have felt as a, like a failure. I really could have felt like I really messed up in this area. But those words of your great mom from God, just they were so impressed in my heart and they were stamped in me to know that what had happened did not determine whether I was a good mom or a bad mom because I was still a great mom in his eyes. And I understood that when I believed that I was a great mom, like he believed it, but I needed to believe it. I needed to believe that I was a great mom. And I don't know if he said it was a super mom. Maybe he didn't use the word super, but I added that, and I I just made it part of me where, like, I'm a super mom, and I'm a great mom, and I'm, I'm I'm an amazing mom. That just became part of me so that nothing that the enemy or life or actions or works or anything could really challenge who I was as a mom. You know what? Because I didn't want to live with any condemnation. And the moment that you think you're not a great mom because of something that happens or doesn't happen in your life or something you did wrong or one, you know, one less meal you made a day or or one less, hey, I love you that you didn't say or you know, something your children did that they should have known better and you spent years teaching them and yet they still didn't learn. Or maybe even you screaming at your husband and now you think you ruined them for life. All of a sudden, those actions make you a bad mom. They don't. They absolutely don't. They could never make you a bad mom. They still, you still are a super mom. And when that is engraved in you and that's impressed in your heart, you know what? You get up, you dust yourself off, and you keep going. You just keep going. Because no matter what, you're still a super mom. 
You know, there was that kryptonite that Superman had to deal with. And, and yeah, he was weak at those times. But no matter what, he was still Superman. Like, the song still played for him, right? Whatever that song was. Dun, 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 or whatever. I don't know. But the song still played for him. And you know what? The song still plays for me. And the song still plays for you. And when I say the song, it's just whatever song speaks of you being a super mom. Like, you know, the hero song. Because I'm a hero and you are too. And nothing can change that. So then we could do all the work that we've been doing and feel like, of course I'm doing all this work because I am super mom. And I'm getting credit for that. Not like in a boastful way, not in a proud way, but just humanly able to get credit for something like, hey, job well done, you know? It's not unhealthy, doesn't make you sick because you're getting credit for something that you're actually doing and you're doing well. It's part of your function and it's a function that is one of the most important functions in the whole entire world. Now, I do want to say this. There are women who take this whole idea of being a mom way too much as as an identity into their life. And that's not what I'm talking about here. See, when it all boils down to when I remove all my function as a wife, as a as a mom, as a businesswoman, as a friend, as a daughter, I am my main identity, my only identity really is I am a daughter of the king. I'm a daughter of the creator of the universe. I am God's most prized possession. But if we allow ourselves to from that place of, you know, in that identity, then understand that this function is a super mom. Because if my identity is daughter of the king, daughter of God, daughter of the most high, well, then every other function is going to have a resemblance to my main identity. So what I'm, the word I'm cautioning and trying to send out here is I don't want motherhood to become my identity Because when it does, then everything I do revolves around being a mom. And in that place, I forget that I'm a wife. I forget that I'm a woman. I forget that I'm a friend. I forget that I'm a daughter. I forget that I'm a sister. And so that's not a healthy place to be. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where I understand my main identity and then as a as a offset of that identity, I immediately recognize that one of my functions, and that's being a mom, makes me a super mom by default, right? I just am because that super mom, that mom function is feeding off of her main identity of who I am. So we're talking about living in a way that really empowers we are as mom and you know when you think of yourself as a super mom like the way that I've thought of myself as a super mom nothing that anybody else tells me can shake me even if someone would say well you're not a good mom hey I don't believe you because God told me I was a great mom I God told me I was a great mom and so even if my children did things they weren't supposed to do like hey you know the enemy or the lie or whatever will try to say, well, you know, they did this, you're not a good mom. No, 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 that's not true, you see, because I heard that I was a good mom. 
And now you in this call know that you are a super mom because Shirley told you because everything that was told me, now I have the authority to tell you. So everything that I receive, now I have the authority to pass on to you. And I'm telling you, as if I'm looking straight into your eyes, and I want you to close your eyes and, and picture little Hispanic me right in front of your eyes, grabbing your adorable face from cheek to cheek and just saying to you, you are a super mom. And when you say that to yourself, I want you to say, I am a super mom. I am a super mom. I am a super mom. And if you think you're crazy and you think everyone around you in your house is going to say you're crazy, well, you know what? Let them think whatever they want because you need to say this to yourself. So many of you have been carrying so much guilt because you've been doing things wrong and you haven't been getting credit. And you know what? You are amazing. You are super mom. And somebody needs to tell you that. Because in the midst of doing this work in day, day in and day out, and not getting any credit for it, just absolutely sucks. So who's got to give yourself, you, you got to give yourself credit for that. You got to be your number one fan. You got to be your number one fan. Right? So now I want to talk about the work. So even for those of you who might be a little bit skeptical still and say, well, okay, so it is supernatural to give birth. It's an amazing experience. It's totally supernatural. It's a miracle. Like, it just, I don't understand how my belly can go to, you know, be the size of a basketball and then go back to where it was. And I don't understand how baby can come out, you know, of there. You know what I mean? So, Okay, so Shirley said that. And then, you know, she said, I'm a super mom, but I'm still not sure. Well, let me tell you the day, the work that you're doing every single day that still qualifies you to be a, sing, a super mom. So I know that I'm talking to women who have gone by, you know, have gone, have had days where they've been on three hours sleep, if any at all. And on three hours sleep, they, they work. Some of you have gone in three hours sleep and, you know, three, hour, three hours of sleep and still been able to wake up in the morning and feed the children breakfast and clean the house and made, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and maybe had to run errands and just keep going, nurse a baby, you know, and then do it all over again the next day. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty super mom. And then many of you have had several children and... Many of you have died to your dreams for a while, you know, like like you wanted to be um, a professional of some kind. And then as you've realized that you were pregnant, you said, well, I'm going to put that dream on hold so that I can raise this amazing child and I can spend a lot of time with this child. And so you knew that you could have been who knows what kind of a professional, and you could have been making a lot more money than you're making right now, perhaps, and yet you died yourself and you and you did what you were called to do, and that was to be a super mom. Because that's not easy to do. And then another occasion, you've had to be a single mom. And every single day has been you being mom and dad, you know, and, and not having someone like in the situation that I'm in and where Gus can go and clean up the mess literally but having in this having you know you're in this situation where you're doing business and yet your child is sick and, and you're not sure what to do and 
and you're having to do both and you're having to divide up your time and your heart and your mind and trying to keep it together. And that's pretty amazing. That's very much super mom function and super mom work. And then there's women who I know who have gotten pregnant and particular one that comes to mind is they've been diagnosed with cancer. And so they would either have the treatment or lose their baby. And they've said, no, I'm going to stay with my baby. I'm going to keep my baby. And the treatment for me can come later. And so all of those things make you a super mom. All of those things are really these check marks in the list of being a mom that nobody has given you credit for, but I know that God has, and I know that I do. And I wish that you would give yourself credit too because all those things are pretty amazing. And everything that you do every single day is part of that process that means you're being supernatural because it takes a supernatural patience some days to make it through the day. It takes supernatural love to be able to bear and endure the things that we endure sometimes and still be able to love at the end of the day. And then the next day, get up and do it again. And knowing that for the rest of your life, pretty much, and for, the, you know, clearly the next 18 years or 15 years or however much you have left, you're going to be a mom and, you know, day in and day out. And yes, even after they leave, that those children are still under your care, that you'll still have to be praying for them, that they're still, that they're, you're still a big part of who they are. And I am so excited for the opportunity of being a mom. Like, I think moms, you know, Abraham Lincoln didn't laugh when he said, the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. And he also said, everything I am and hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Everything, everything I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Wow. Wow. You know? The fact that, that we could have that much of an influence on our children. You can't do that if you're not a super mom. And you are. That is the reason why you have so much influence. You know, and the reason, I, and I have to bring this up, like you know why nature is called mother nature? Well, for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, you know, whether you like that term or not, I absolutely love that term. Because to me, it's a term that, is giving mothers credit. It's like just realizing every when I look at creation, I look at nature, and I see how it's perfect and it does things just at the right time, and it gives life in everything it does. There's just life, trees and the seeds and the fruit, and you just have to plant one seed, and you get all of this ton of you know huge amount of fruit, and you get the beautiful flowers, and there's just life happening all around and beauty all around, and the fact that someone would have thought to call nature mother nature is to me a a a resemblance or it's a reason because we are supernatural because we are pretty amazing so with that in mind i want you to set an intention in your heart today tonight to remember that 
April 10th, 2014, you engraved the super mom name in your heart. And that you are that by default. And that because you are that by default, it doesn't mean that you're going to overwork. It doesn't mean that you're going to endure more terrible things or sacrifice, you know, you and your health. No, it doesn't mean that. It means that you will take care of yourself because someone who is super will have more value on herself and therefore she needs to take care of herself before she gives herself to others, right? So you will take care of yourself better today because you are super mom, because you're worth that much more. Because today you finally get credit from God and from those around you, including me, and from yourself to know that you are a woman of worth who has and is who has an amazing function in this life and who no longer believes the myth that super mom is a myth and that she's not real because you now know that it's not based on the work that you do but based on who you are and yes the work is there as well but it's because of who you are so I just hope that you've been encouraged by this I hope that that it's made an impact and that you would know it, that you would believe it, that you would write it down, that when you are being told otherwise in your mind, yourself, your ego, your, you know, the voices in your head, that you believe otherwise, that you believe that you are a super mom that has no condemnation, no guilt, and that you're pretty powerful because based on your belief system is how you will act what you will do, and how you will perform in every job and function that you have. So now I want to know, LaToya, what do you think, what's kind of going on in your mind? And and I want to then, you know, hopefully open it up to the rest of the ladies so they can share what, what they're thinking. Um, wow, I just, it's been kind of like mind really opening and kind of an awakening because I always was like, you know, you, Superman doesn't exist, or Superwoman, you know, that Supermom that we think of, you know, she doesn't exist, um, you know, it's just, it's not attainable, and, you know, you really point out that um, we are Supermom, and it's not, you know, anything that we're doing, it's because of God, mm-hmm. and, and this is what we're called to do, and so we have our strength, you know, in that, and, and who he says we are. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even in your weakest moment, you're still, you know, exactly the mom that God has called you to be. You're exactly the mom, you know, for the children that you have. Um, And that is, that is just, it's freeing and, you know, liberating. And, like, it just, it makes me feel even more proud, you know, to be Mm -hmm. a mommy. Because, you know, this it's a special thing um, to, you know, have these these gifts and these blessings to love on and nurture and teach um, and train and that's wonderful so thank you for sharing that because yeah that was something that I hadn't I hadn't ever really thought about it like that before well I'm I'm glad and uh, I just want to tell you that I admire you a lot because I I think you you do a lot and, you know, in your business and, and as a woman and as a mom, and I know that you're doing a phenomenal job with those boys. 
And so you're definitely super mom in my eyes with everything that you do. I mean, everyone, everyone is, everyone in this call is, but just because I'm speaking with you and just been watching you from afar, it's like, wow, you, you definitely wear that title very well as super mom. So can we open up um, the lines or chats or whatever to um, well, just hear what other... Having... Yeah, we've been having some good good talks. So I think one of the things that we that I'm seeing over and over in the chat is um, one of the things is um, you know we've got some moms that are saying that balance between being you know the super mom that we are and fulfilling that role and then also making sure that they are you know fulfilling the role as wife to their husband. So um, do you have any maybe you know encouragement or, or some tips? Um, you know, because you talked a lot about not fully finding your, your identity as a mom because you then neglect, you know, your other roles and responsibilities and relationships. So do you maybe have a couple of, you know, encouraging words for a mom that might be struggling to find that balance of, you know, being that, that super mom but also making sure that, you know, they're fulfilling that primary role, you know, as wife to their husband? Well, I think if you draw a picture, okay, if you if you have a piece of paper and you draw a circle, and, and from that circle you bring out little sticks, and each stick has an end to it and another little circle, sort of like a, a Venn diagram, I think they're called. So mm-hmm. if everyone, if every woman draws that, and then in, in, underneath, inside each one of those smaller circles, you draw in like mother, wife, friend, you know, that I was talking about. Those are all functions. And so a woman will will tend to find that she's having a hard time balancing those functions when she has made one of those functions her primary identity. And that's definitely not something we want to do. So if, if anyone is hearing this call and, and you're feeling like, wow, I'm just having a really hard time being a wife or even being a woman, you know, just where you – You've forgotten about yourself. You have forgotten about who you are. You don't have time for, for your hobbies or for your, for what you like to do. We've, you know, just having quiet times or dancing or whatever. Then it's probably because, and in this particular area, like I think it, out of all of those functions, the one that women tend to embrace the most because of, because uh, because of who we are and having carried that baby for nine months is definitely the function of a mom. But when a woman is is embraced her function as a mom, where it has become her identity instead of understanding she's a daughter of God, it's actually not a super mom quality. It's a weak mom quality. Because you cannot function and do things out of a healthy place when the function of a mom has become your core. So I would say the moment you embrace your main identity and then understand that everything else feeds off of your main identity, and that includes being a wife, being a friend, being a woman, you know, being a sister, being a daughter to your to your um, to your parents, then I find it easier to keep a balance between those, so that I can. And, and yes, there is 
there is reality and you know, obviously I spent a lot more time in my mom function than I, you know, actively doing. I just spend more time doing that than I spend with maybe dates with Gus, you know. Um, we all spend two hours on a date with Gus a week and even if we have our meetings and gatherings and get togethers like with him and I, I still spend a good ten hours of my day or eight hours of my day being mom. And but that does not determine because that's just have no choice. That's the way I have to divide up. And so I would say focus on your main identity and have everything feed off of that and understand that if you're relating too much to being a mom and everything in your world circles around being a mom, then that's that has to do with being, that's not a character quality of a super mom. It goes with being a weak mom. You're not a weak mom, so take on the the qualities of a super mom, okay? And by that, you mean that you put that function in its proper place, you love and you nourish and nurture your child, and then you still allow for that side of you to be a woman with your husband, to love him, to take care of him, to, you know, have him get you cute little gifts because that's all part of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Does that help it help it at all to understand? Nope. Hello? Okay. Can you hear me? I can. Sorry, I got kicked okay. off for a second there. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So then there is one other thing that I saw we were talking a lot about was you mentioned that, you know, sometimes as moms, you know, we have mm-hmm. to kind of, you know, put our dreams to the side to, you know, mm-hmm. walk into that calling. And we've had a couple of ladies have, you know, maybe shared some disappointments or that maybe they're receiving criticisms because of, you know, the choices that they're making. Um, so do you have maybe some encouragement for that mom? I mean, maybe who's maybe feeling frustrated or disappointed about, you know, having to put dreams to the side or, maybe somebody that's facing lots of criticism, um, you know, from other people um, because of their choice, um, you know, to set that aside to focus on family? You know, I I do. Um, First of all, I'd say when you understand, when you begin to see yourself as a super mom, then the, the things that people have to say about you, matter a little bit less because here's what happens I, I you know at the beginning I mentioned how there's a conflict happening inside of us that we're doing super mom work and yet we're not getting credit for it right we're not getting credit from the relatives we're not getting credit from the family we're not credit credit for society that says wait a second being a mom you know you're putting all of this aside and you don't get to develop yourself professionally and so we if all of these different directions we're getting this voice that says hey, that's not such an important job, and there is no super mom, and that's kind of a myth, and yet yet you're doing all of this work that is super mom-related, right? Because, I mean, like, you know you're doing it. Your body knows you're doing it. Your mind knows you're on overdrive. You're doing all of these things, and yet you're not getting the credit for it. So when you begin to believe that you are a super mom, then, and and it's ingrained in your heart, I think it makes a difference because it's something just shifts. It just shifts into into where now you're beginning to get credit from the most important person 
and that's from you. Because now you begin, now something aligns inside of you that says, hey, I'm doing super mom work because I am a super mom. So that when other people say, well, you're putting this to the side, then you don't feel like, oh, gosh, you know, they're right because I'm doing super mom work. But, I mean, like, you didn't even know it was called super mom work. You're just seeing that there was all of this work, and yet, uh, you know, what can I tell them about that? What can I say about that? You know, I can't defend myself because there's nothing to show for. Um, they might see you tired, dirty, and PJs all day, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> there's nothing to show for that. But when that attitude of being super mom is inside of you, I guarantee there's a resolve in your voice when you speak that people will know you're doing the right thing. It comes from the inside out. You don't even have to see my face right now. You don't even have to look at the way I'm standing or sitting, but you can hear the resolve in my voice to know that I'm an amazing, super powerful, super amazing mom. You can hear it, right? And you can hear it because I believe it. And so if I speak about what I'm doing, I remember having an interview with a banker about a year and a half ago, and I was telling him what I wanted to do, and um, he's when the moment I started to speak about my kids, he said, Shirley, your face lights up. And I said, really? He said, yes, your face lights up when you speak about your children. And you know why my face lights up? It's because I know how important my function is. Because as a super mom, I know that I'm doing work that is going to last. Because now I finally gave myself the credit that I deserve. I finally label all of that work that I'm doing that seems like pointless work day in and day out as super work, as super work, supernatural work that's going to raise amazing children. So that's point number one for that. And you have to have that resolve inside of you. That's why this particular message I think is so important. And, you know, for some of you, for the maybe, I don't know for the majority of you, but for some of you, it's going to be head knowledge. And where you may not believe it, but you know what? That's the beginning of that awareness. It's the beginning of consciousness and where you take what you believe in your head and you just ask God to bring it to your heart so that you can believe it too. Because I believe it and I see it. And I don't even have to know each one of you personally, but, but I've known enough moms and I've talked to thousands and thousands of moms across the country to know that every single one of those women is by far super powerful, amazing moms. And that has to be the result. That has to be the point number one. But point number two, for me, in, in when, you know, where people are, like where people may not give you credit for, here's what happened to me. I graduated from college 20, 20 years ago. No, seven, uh, 18 years ago. By that time, I already had a three-year-old and I had a two, and I had a new, actually, no, I had a one-and-a-half-year-old and I had a, so that was 18 years, yeah, 17 years ago. I had a one-and-a-half-year-old, and I was pregnant with my second son. And from that moment on, I never again worked for anyone. And, yes, I did, you know, I had businesses, and where Gus and I, we had real estate. And, we, you know, I didn't get my license. He did, but I helped him with his business. And I was just always doing something, but not 
not really applying myself in marketing or anything that I studied in my career. And people would look at me, and yes, there were times where I looked homey. You know, I looked like I had those seasons of home, like looking homely and, you know, homey, and, and where people probably from the outside saw me and they're like, oh, this poor lady, you know, she's like raising three kids and she looks like that. And, you know, but that was all part of my process. And what I realized was that it's been 18 years, you know, 17 years since I graduated from college, and I spent 18 years with my children, raising them and loving them and taking care of them, and I didn't do any of that. Like, I put my dreams to the side. But here's one thing that I realized, and it's while all of the business books that I've read, and now that I am actually, actually I am, I am working on what I like to do, and I am writing books and and creating programs online and so forth, I realized that everything that it took for other women to learn in corporate America, I have learned being a mom. So whereas it looked like it was a deviation, like I had I had steered away from my plan, it was just a parallel plan to the same end goal. It didn't take me longer. It didn't deviate me because the goals that because the character that I needed to be who I am today, I was going to either develop them through a business in, in corporate America working for someone else, or I was going to develop them at home investing in my children. And I am 100% sure and have no regret knowing that I chose the best thing for me and that I learned absolutely everything that I needed to learn character-wise and even professionally-wise because I, I would encourage that if you have a dream, that even at home as you're educating your children or, or whatever this, you know decision you choose for education, for them, that you're still educating yourself. And today I apply things like even when I wasn't actively reading books on business, I mean, I was reading maybe nature books with them there was a lot going on in my mind that still helped me to do what I do today. Learning about, you know, kinesthetic language, kinesthetics and kinesthetics and, and auditory and visual and like that made me a better teacher to adults than, than anything I could have done in the corporate world. I would have had to take some really boring class and all of those teaching styles. Whereas here I had a lot of fun learning that. So, the second thing I want to say sort of to close that is you may think you've deviated and the world may think you've deviated, but I can assure you, you've taken the right path. You're in the right, you're in a parallel path to where you're supposed to be in your career or as a woman, your profession. You're not wasting your time. You're not doing anything less than, than, you know, anything less. You're getting to where you need to be at the end anyway. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. I think Felice was saying that, you know, and I and I agree. She was saying, you know, she never feels like she's missing out on anything um, by choosing her family. Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, I said that's so true because you know, there's for me, there's not going to be anything more important than my family and anything that I have to mm-hmm. say no to or walk away from, um, you know, it's it's not it doesn't compare to. Um, you know, watching my son's face light up because he helps mommy out by washing the dishes or, you know, watching my oldest son, you know, read his first chapter book, you know, for the first time. So, I mean, that is, 
that is so amazing and so encouraging. So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah it is. So thank I think you. that's it for tonight. So um, is there one place that you want everybody to come check you out at? Is it your Facebook page? Is that the best place to find you? Um, I think because we're talking about being moms, and I think the best place for that in terms of a community that I've created is probably going to be my website, buildingcharacterwithchildren.com. That's www.buildingcharacterwithchildren.com. And I think that's probably the beginning and the best way to, to get to know me as a mom, as a family catalyst, and to help you become that better mom, become that super mom, and not just who you are and your identity and and everything that you you're about, but also in helping you raise powerful and amazing children. Because I, you know, Latoya, you've taken that program with me. You'd know that you first have to believe that yourself. You first have to like my goal is always to work on the parents first before I teach you what to do with your kids. Yes, I want to teach you how to raise powerful and amazing children, but it has to happen out of you being the the core of that, you being powerful and amazing first, and you believing that you are powerful and amazing. So when you visit that website, you'll be able to put in your name and email, and you have access to immediately three videos and uh, the opportunity to to sign up for a live webinar that, in fact, I'm doing this Thursday. So if you go on there, you sign up, you watch those three videos, and then sign up for the free webinar while you're at it, then we'll be able to talk some more, and I can I can share more with you, and we can develop a long-lasting friendship and relationship where hopefully you can help me and I can help you in the process. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Shirley, and good night, ladies. Um, I can't wait to hang out with you guys again next week or next month, actually. Awesome. All right. Thanks well, for thank joining you, us for Mommy Jenny's night. I'm your host, LaToya Edwards, and it's been such fun hanging out with you tonight. Please come back and check us out on our website, Mommy Jenny's night, for all of the archives of our past shows. And don't forget to invite your friends and set your calendar for the second Tuesday of every month for more fellowship and encouragement.